Hello, everyone. It is April 14, 2020, and don't have to tell you, but that is in the middle of this uh, pandemic, which has really just brought the world to a standstill. And before that, I just wanted to give you kind of an update on what's happening with uh, Toolcrave, the podcast, which hasn't been updated as regularly as I would have liked it. Um, Instagram has been some changes, same as the website. So uh, again, I wanted to just kind of catch up anybody who's been a regular listener, which I know it's been hard to do because I haven't put out as many episodes as I would have hoped. But uh, here we go. So um, right now, I currently, I, I work on Charles and Hudson. That's my home improvement website, uh, where I actually cover, I cover men's general interest, cover auto, um, cover a bit of travel. But uh, home improvement and tools are my main thing there. But uh, Toolcrave's been a great, a great uh, kind of really fun thing for me to do to kind of connect with friends, with people kind of in the industry who I really admire and think they're doing interesting things. So the last episode, I spoke with the founder of TrueWork, which is a pretty innovative workwear company. And I definitely would like to do more of those uh, interview episodes. There are a lot of people doing really cool, amazing things, and once we get, uh, you know, once things kind of open up again, definitely we'll have a lot more of those on tap and look forward to sharing those. Uh, Toolcrave itself, the Instagram channel, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm still working on that, but I, I brought in another, a good friend of mine, and he runs a Instagram called Old Town Home. And his name's Alex, and you might be noticing a lot of new updates in regards to the renovations and uh, say remodeling, but basically the overhaul that he's been doing on two of his homes, both well over 100 years old. He's very skilled uh, as a homeowner, but that's not his trade, so he's learning everything. And definitely a guy to just, you know, I, I really uh, draw a lot of inspiration from. So he's been doing a lot more on the Instagram channel, which is fun, and we're putting a lot more uh, original content on there. But back to the podcast, I wanted to do kind of a special episode, and I want to drop in for a few of these more that regarding to questions that uh, people have sent in to me, either via Twitter, email, message boards, wherever. And the last one was from a good friend who would like to start woodworking. And I think right now, especially with the quarantine and people staying at home, they are starting to, you know, it's a great time to start projects and start doing things that maybe they put on the shelf for weeks, months, years. But my friend is looking at starting to build some of his own furniture. Uh, in fact, what he wants to build right now is a farmhouse table, a, a dining room table, which is a pretty popular furniture build. There are a lot of interesting plans and DIY tutorials on YouTube out there that he'll be able to find. But he's kind of starting from square one when it comes to tools. So he asked me, he was looking at miter saws and what is kind of the difference between a uh, you know, sub $200 miter saw as opposed to the ones that are in the $500 range and above. And, it, 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 you know, it gives a lot of thought because I feel a lot of people out there are in the same, in the same uh, situation that he's in 
where you know the cheap ones, the price point looks great, but you kind of wonder how long it's going to last and if you really get what you pay for. Whereas the other ones are just, you know, it's a pretty big cost for something that you might use for a week or one off at a time every few months. And do you really need to spend that much money on something like that? So I'll try to break it down a little bit here. And knowing I'm not a contractor, so I don't rely on tools every day for work, but I've handled plenty of saws and I work with a lot of people who are in the trades. And uh, the first question that he asked me in regards to the price point, um, I, I feel like right away I noticed that he was kind of skipping over kind of the mid-range prices when it comes to the saws that are you know, over 200, but they're more than like the three to $400 range. And that gets you into the DeWalt's and the rigids of the world. And those are great, amazing, awesome saws. And I do see plenty of, of other, of, of, uh, trades people using them, of YouTubers who build the most amazing pieces of furniture and projects use those. So those are very, very capable. So that's kind of what I pointed in that direction towards, but the main, you know, the main piece here is really the first question I would ask yourself is what are you, what are you using it for? And is it going to be a project, a craft or a project around the house uh, where basically with the cheaper saw, the clearances are not as tight, the, uh, it's not going to be as accurate, and it's not going to be quite as durable. So when you have something that's not as durable and not as accurate already, if it gets bumped around a little bit, if it sits in your garage, if something, you know, some hockey sticks lay on it, if something kind of, you know, if you happen to kind of drop it a little bit or something, it's a lot more likely it's going to get knocked out of whack and become even less accurate. So, you know, out of the box, the saws might have to be tuned more, uh, might have to be kept in tune more and maintained more than a more professional saw. But the cheaper saw will get you going on your project right away. So again, if you were working something that doesn't quite quite require the accuracy, then and you're not using it that much, then a cheaper saw you know could be great. And also, if you're a great craftsman, you can make anything work. You know how to to uh, you know to to overcome certain um, uh, what I say drawbacks from the saw. Whereas somebody who's a beginner they might not even know that there's an issue until it comes to putting things together and things are out of whack. So I've found that myself with some of the uh, cheaper saws I've worked with. But I also understand that when you go with a more expensive saw, it kind of sits there, it collects dust, and you bought it for that one project, maybe cutting a bit of trim here and there, which was great for, and you needed, you know, uh, some of that that mitering action and and some of the other features and you knew it was going to be very accurate and you had to be very accurate it worked great for that and now it's just kind of sitting waiting for the next project and you invested quite a bit of money into it so there's saws like that that um, again uh, the more expensive saws you know they could you could have that I'd say buyer's regret but um, you definitely I don't feel like you need to spend the money on that that you're going to get back from it. So again, you're not putting it in your truck, taking it to the next job site, making sure that it's aligned correctly. Um, you don't have to worry about that. So to answer my friend's question, who is going to be a very casual woodworker, who is getting into woodworking for the first time and looking at building a project um, that... Hopefully he will maybe be building more of, and so he'll want something that can kind of grow with his skills, but also can kind of, is at a price point that he can get into. 
I recommended there's a DeWalt, I don't have the model number in front of me, but, and there's a rigid that uh, are very solid. And again, when you kind of go with these bigger pro uh, brand names, even at the lower end of the price, you are getting something that's, you know, that's solid, that they put their name on, that usually have a great warranty. Rigid has probably one of the better warranties around. So you can get, definitely be more comfortable with that as opposed to something that's not quite a name brand. And again, those might work great for certain people, especially if you have the more experience. But I would definitely point you more towards a pro brand if you're going to be building something like like a farmhouse table or a piece of furniture or work on trim or something really around the house that um, that you want to make sure it's accurate and that you don't have time to fiddle, you don't have the expertise to to fiddle with it too much to make sure it is is uh, is lined up. So that kind of answers the question for the miter saw, but the same thing applies to other tools. Um, <clears throat> one thing I wanted to add too is we're seeing a lot more, as you see, the cordless kind of revolutions taking over power tools. And there are now a lot of make basically cordless everything. But that adds you know a lot more price with the batteries, many being well over $100. And many times you should buy two. Charges are also expensive. So unless you need the functionality of having a cordless power tool, we're at a, a job site or an area where you cannot you know reach AC power, then that's a great option. And you'll pay the premium to get it done as opposed to cutting it somewhere else, hauling it in. So a cordless miter saw, for example, um, will run a premium, but you don't, you know, you really don't need it if you're working on something around your house, especially if you're working in your garage or somewhere where you have power. You put that extra money towards a better quality saw than you would in necessarily a a, a cordless option. If you already have the batteries, uh, for instance, the Dewalt um, uh, Flexvolt, they have a cordless uh, miter saw. If you already have that, then, you know, the cost, you've already sunk that into the batteries and, and it's not as much. Same that goes for Milwaukee. If you already have an M8, M18 battery or that system, then it's not going to be as expensive for you. So that's something to consider as well. But generally, you you don't need to look at a cordless, you know, miter saw uh, when you're when you're investing in a tool that's that you want to keep in the $300, $400 range. With a saw of that nature, you're, you're going to be great with a with a a corded saw and you'll have plenty of power and you'll keep it for many, many years and be very happy with it. Um, the uh, miter saw is a little bit, I wouldn't say it's one of the first uh, DIY um, or power tools that somebody kind of coming into power tools or starting woodworking would, would, would be, would be getting. Um, I think that a, a jigsaw, a circular saw, a track saw would be one of the first tools that somebody kind of invests in. But uh, again, you can do a plenty of work with, again, uh, if you're going to do some craft work, a jigsaw, a jigsaw is great. Um, I think that, again, it can be corded, it can be cordless, but with a jigsaw, it's actually, I might recommend going for a cordless option because dealing with that cord when you're cutting around corners, when you're cutting shapes, it's actually kind of nice it's very nice to be corded or sorry, cordless. So, um, going on with a bit of a tangent there on, uh, on jigsaws because I love them so much, but yeah, that's just a quick update on a, a friend, uh, reader, reader question. I've got a lot more here that I think I can help some people out on. And I hope 
that I was able to help my friend. And I think on the website, toolcrave.com, we're going to be diving into that a bit more. Again, there are plenty of review sites out there that offer a lot of great, great information. I read them all the time. I watch their YouTube channel. Uh, for example, the Tools in Action guys, which I've had in the podcast, are great. Same for Pro Tool Reviews. I've also had Clint on the podcast. I definitely want to get uh, my friends at Toolbox Buzz on the podcast who have been doing it for a long time. And I really like what, what they're doing in regards to tool reviews. So a lot of guys doing really cool stuff out there. And I definitely think you should check them out as well. So I hope to check in again with another one of these quick hit podcasts. And I hope to, I know I'll get better at this without having a a uh, a person to to kind of let speak for me. So if I can kind of get, get on a roll and, uh, and just go for it, then I'll just pick up the mic and hit record. And hopefully that will get me a lot more podcasts that I bring to you. Okay, again, uh, hopefully the next time, the next episode will be in a totally different world. And we'll be looking forward to getting back to to work, to being outside, to enjoying each other and having fun and exploring things under a new lens and appreciating things uh, from a new perspective. Okay, take care, be safe.